Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I conduct a full inspection of Bravo's Urban Housewives developments. We hear opening arguments from Vivica A. Fox in the case of the Booty Snatchers, and we assess the irony in the fact that we might actually owe Katy Perry an NAACP Image Award. The dance that you're doing is dumb. How they do it where you're from. What's going on? Everything. Everything is going on. You're in witness protection. I know. I'm like shrouded in the darkness. Let me. What was that Gloria Stefan song? Coming out of the dark. That's Remember right. when she like made her big return to like the the scene on that um Arsenio Hall episode? Of course, where she emerges from the darkness. It was a triumphant it's moment. Back. It was a triumphant moment. She's been gone ever since. Wait, did she have a neck brace on though? <laughs> I think no, no, no. She, but she, she. It was really serious though for a second. Yeah, I think they put a pole in her back or something like that. You know, that's funny because, you know, Gloria Stefan is like in my orbit uh, today or yesterday. What does that mean? I was out. I was out at a party last night and they really weren't playing any beats like millionaire island. Like there were there were no beats. And so I was just really grasping at straws. And then they ended up playing that WEPA song that she did with Pharrell. Oh, yeah. Remember that album she did called Miss Little Miss Havana? I think yeah. Pharrell produced everything. On right. It. And so Weppa came on. Let's hear some Weppa. Okay. <laughs> Weppa came on and I got to the dance floor. Like I was feeling it. You were like, this is my shot. But you know what? I've, I've now revisited it since then. This morning I actually played it, and Weppa's gonna be part of my like my Roomba, my my, my Zumba, my Zumba playlist or something because it's totally that type of song. Hmm. Like, woo, let's let's burn some calories, ladies. That's so funny. We got two new Housewives franchises coming to our television screen. Right. One of them makes sense, and one of them is a big fat question mark. All right, now listen, don't rain on my parade, all right? Okay, I just need you to explain it to me. Okay, well, okay, so if you don't know, the two new franchises that are coming to Bravo are The Housewives of Dallas Mm -hmm. and The Housewives of Potomac. What is Potomac? (laughs) That's what you're asking. What's a Potomac? I hear Housewives of the Potomac, and I think, okay, they're doing a Native American franchise. It's the right. real housewives of Chippewa Nation. Right, but it's not. No, nope. uh, Potomac is, I guess, a gated community outside of the Washington, D.C. area. So it is kind of a reservation. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. So I, why they didn't just go ahead and reboot um, Housewives of D.C. and just throw these women into the mix? Right. I don't know. I mean, I guess because Housewives of D.C. was just such kind of a... A big it fat a failure. Big that they were stinker. like, well, we'll just move on up the road to Potomac and see how this works out for us. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, again, now, um, like the Housewives of Atlanta, this is going to be an all African 
American cast. And um, yeah, we're going to see the drama, the comedy, and the chaos ensue. First of all, Real Housewives of Potomac, automatically, right off the bat, it makes me think of um, IHOP. The abbreviation R-H-O-P makes <laughs> right. me think of a house of pancakes. Like, this is the real house of pancakes. So maybe there'll be some, like, cross-promotion, some synergy or something. I don't know. Mm. But mostly, I have a side-eye for it. Because the Real Housewives of D.C. was such a big, fat, stinking failure. I'm right. like, why would you even go back anywhere near that part of the country? A lot of people were kind of speculating about whether or not this was originally supposed to be a housewife series. And maybe, like, when they first started filming it was supposed to be the ladies of the uh, the Maryland area or something because you know sometimes they'll film a series I think that um when they had Housewives of Miami it was named something else like you know Miami Nights or something and then after once they went into post they were like hmm you know what maybe we should just call them the Housewives of Miami and just throw the Housewives brand on there so it'll get people to watch yeah it should be interesting it'll be like the kid sister to uh, real housewives of atlanta i'm interested i'm definitely gonna tune in and check it out i'm gonna watch yeah it's coming soon it's starting in uh january right yeah right around the corner yeah but I'm, I'm probably as soon as like as atlanta winds down they're gonna ramp this yeah thing. and i guess they they need a new like random city this january pack your bags and prepare to head to potomac maryland for the latest addition to the housewives family the real housewives of potomac located just up the river from our nation's capital of washington dc potomac is a cozy upscale enclave with gated mansions rolling hills and exclusive country clubs the viewers will be introduced to the wealthy african-american families who have broken racial barriers and now reside in the sophisticated community. I feel like I've just won a vacation package on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> right, well, that was a beautiful back. reading. You're going to Potomac. <laughs> da, 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 da. Who's the Nini? Who's the no-no? I think the Nini of this season. Well, okay. This um, this woman, Giselle Bryant. I like to also call her Auntie Riri. Auntie <laughs> Rihanna. Because she kind of looks like an older Rihanna. And some of the clips show her with some crazy hairdos. She's got one with like, uh, like the biggest bang that you can ever imagine on her. It's kind of like a Sia bang she's wearing. I think that she's going to bring a lot of the drama. I guess she was um, formerly married to uh, this megachurch pastor named Jamal Bryant, but now she's back in Potomac, and you know she's with her three girls, and she's back in back in the Potomac area to to get her life back on track and throw like you know a charity ball and you know launch a you know i'm sure like a girdle line or something like that too Hmm. but uh yeah she just seems like she's going to bring it now as far as like the no-no in the group i'm looking at robin dixon and being like "Mm, she's gonna be a lit i think that the, the, the fact of the matter is i think that she looks like she's the one who has the most sense out of the whole bunch which means she's probably not going to put herself out there and embarrass herself, which means she's not going to bring any drama to the table. There's also another woman on here that I'm basically looking at her and I'm like, is this Tina Knowles? It's like Tina Knowles with a mole. <laughs> they should, you know what? They should try to woo Tina Knowles. Maybe she'll be in the Housewives of Dallas. Would she, that not be incredible? Yeah, that would be great. Honestly, they should have done a real Housewives yeah. of Houston. Dallas gets all the attention. Uh, it should have been Houston. It should have been H-Town for sure. Yeah. But I guess For they're sure. doing a Married to Medicine set in Houston next year. So Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that series, that, I, I guess Married to Medicine is pretty popular. Who's Tina's Who new boyfriend? 
Is it she got remarried? Is that a doctor? Maybe she'll be unmarried to medicine. No, I don't think he's a doctor. I think that he's an actor. Mm. Yeah, he's an actor. Does he act like a doctor? Uh, he's probably played a doctor. Does that count? That I'm counts. Sure. Get her on yeah, that I'm show. sure that counts. I mean, if you look at the casting notices for American Medicine, it's like, have you, if you are somehow related to the medical field, like you don't even have to be a doctor. You right. could be like, if you had a, if you've had a physical in the past five years. <laughs> right, right. If you've had a colonic, come on down and audition for this series. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they, the cast looks interesting. They're all gorgeous women. They look, it looks like a Miss Black Person USA pageant, honestly. Perfect. Should we just go right into the Atlanta return here? You watch the, the season opener and any, any, any thoughts and feelings about how that all shook out? My first thought right off the bat, um, Mm -hmm. was like, who is in charge this season? Nini is gone. She didn't come Mm -hmm. back. So who's the, the grand dam? Um, well, I mean, just looking at the, the opening credits, Cynthia is the one holding the peach in the middle. So right. is she is it is it going to be the focus? She's going to be the focus of this se- this season? I don't know. Cynthia is holding the peach on the show and all those little interstitials and bumpers on the show, she is holding the peach. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the promos and ads I've seen online, Candy is holding the peach and the like the center peach. And she has the most seniority because she's been there right. since season two. Right. So I wonder why they switched it like that. I mean, I don't know, but I've also seen pictures where Tootie and Sheree are in the middle and they're dead. That like obviously isn't right. Oh, yeah. Someone just some like big uh, Housewives of Atlanta super fan was, has been doing some Photoshop because there is no way. Number one. Well, Tootie didn't even show up in the first episode. Right. So how is she going to hold the peach? You know, <laughs> how yeah. is she going to hold it? Tootie hasn't even um, planted her tree. Oh my goodness, but we got to get back to two because that hair situation, woo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, well, if, if, if we're going off of the first episode, I guess it's probably going to be Cynthia because yeah. she's got her marital issues. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Peter was caught on camera being scandalous. So mm-hmm. now I think ever since Cynthia terminated her friendship contract with uh, Nini, she's mm-hmm. been growing her voice. Finally, right. she has a voice, and so maybe she'll be interesting this season uh, now that she has sort of, like, a conflict to address, because she never right. really had anything going on except for the Bailey agency, which was, Well, like, you know, seasons may change, but Cynthia never goes out of style. I mean, she has the best catchphrase. She has the best catchphrase. So, I mean, she should just be in the middle just for that, because those other catchphrases were just a hot mess. Right. But, you know, this whole, like, okay, this whole marital issue thing, I think that she's taken a page out of the Nini and Greg Leakes faux marital problems handbook, right? Because, I mean, okay, in the scene, we we come up with her, and she's, like, sitting on the porch mm-hmm. with her big glass of Pinot Grigio. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, we've seen Peter, who is having these, like, relations with this sports one, uh, you know, um, this sports one... Uh, like, intern or... Intern or, or something. Bar so back, who knows? Or, uh, who knows? Now, if... I mean, it doesn't take a genius to realize someone's got an iPhone two inches away from your face. So this just really screams suspect and completely orchestrated to me. Okay. This is, this is not real. This is not even real. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that, okay, we have Cynthia. Peter comes home from, from Charlotte from Sports One and she's out on the patio and she's like trying to muster up enough strength to fake this, this <laughs> anger and frustration. And all we get is her like, 
squinting her eyes really hard. She's smoldering hard. What I do, yeah. did love in this scene is that, for whatever reason, everyone is surprised that it's hot in Atlanta. Like, we see um, uh, Portia at one point, and she's like, it's so hot, it's so hot. And then Ooh, Peter yeah, comes like, back, he's yeah. like, <laughs> Peter comes back, and he's literally pouring sweat as he's talking to Cynthia. And I love that she's sitting there completely composed, cool, yeah. calm, collected. Having a cold Pinot Grigio. I mean, apparently he 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 ran... He ran from Charlotte to Atlanta, obviously, exactly. because he was just like a, a buckets of sweat had, are just like pouring down his face. He's in the hot seat. Right. Oh, he's on the hot bench. Yeah. But not even really that hot because she doesn't even get like mad at mad at Peter. He's she's not even like she's really she she tore the page out of the Nene Greg handbook, but failed mm-hmm. to read any of it because she right. ne- she's never like you have done me wrong. Like She doesn't even do that. She's like. I'm embarrassed. This is embarrassing. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. <laughs> right. Really? Really? She really needed a stronger soundbite. You, girl, you're going to have to come with the, more of the fire if yeah. you really want to hold that peach and, and, sit, and stand in the middle. That yeah. wasn't it for me. That wasn't it. But she looks great. She looks good. She's yeah, almost she 50. Great. She's always been boring, but she looks fantastic. She is almost 50, but she's still kicking and stretching. She's Cynthia Bailey. What else is going on? Um, what else is going on? Well, you know, in the opening of the of, of the episode, we see Candy and Todd, and they have returned from their ski trip. Mm-hmm. Finally, Candy and Todd are at Doctor Jackie's office, mm-hmm. and when I see saw the Doctor Jackie's Chiron under her name, I'm like, I wish it was actually Jack Hay that was the doctor. <laughs> Doctor Jack Hay. <laughs> that's who really needs to be a housewife. Jack Hay would be a great housewife. She I don't know really sure where would. she's living. Or what zip code she's in, but she would be. She would bring the. They could move her into a pied de terre for the season. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Because all Jack A is doing right now, she's got a mean Twitter finger. Let me tell you. She sure does. Ooh, she great. is hot on those 140 characters. So I'd like to see Jack A. Yeah. So anyway, nothing really. I mean, well, Candy's expecting, which is yep. great. She's 12 weeks um, pregnant. Right on. So schedule. I imagine that's. Right on time, right on time. I mean, I guess that's all we're probably going to get from them this whole season is just, you know, her, her, her pregnancy journey. Yeah. And all of her, her, her hunger pangs. Right. Um, are the, the rest of them up to anything? Um, well, I mean, you know, I think that Phaedra is kind of like going through her post Hurricane Apollo situation from last season. I mean, we see her and she's, you know, in the, her opening scene, she and Portia are doing their best Laverne and Shirley, you know. Right. And um, Phaedra's rocking her uh, Coachella Couture collection with her maxi dress and her headband and her curly hair. Right. Um, but, you know, they're not really talking about much except for the whole Cynthia Peter thing. So we don't really get right. much of anything. But can I just say, um, Portia's baby hairs are on fleek. <laughs> like, they're <laughs> always so... Yeah. Sculpted laid and just together. Out. Laid down. She, she got a really tiny little toothbrush. She got her Tyra Banks toothbrush, baby hair toothbrush. Her well, these aren't gel. even baby hair. These are like these are like tween hairs. This is like this is some serious hair. Right. They're this grown. Is not baby hairs. They're grown. They're this grown is, up. I feel like this is her brandy tribute. It really always is. It's yeah. like full moon. <laughs> is a visa jigger. Um, I mean. I never can get those. I, I for so long, I, I'm going to tell you, and people laugh at me, but that full moon song 
It's like, could you be Jigaviza? No, that's not right? it. That's but not that's it. What, for about 20 years now, I thought, could you be Jigaviza? Let's play it. Let's play Let's it. Play. Let, Let the, the people taste. decide. Is this the first time that I'm seeing you around? Could you be visiting or are you new in town? Yeah, whatever the case, I'm feeling you right here and right now. It's not visit Jigga, but I think that I think that is a, a lyric upgrade. That's right. Give me my my publishing uh, royalties. Can we talk about, like, why is Porsche driving, like, a pearl white? Is that a Rolls Royce? I'm really mad at it. Yeah, it's a Rolls. With a giant a, it's something. tangerine With, booty, like Phaedra said. Right. Why is she? Who, how? That doesn't why? make sense. Yeah, she I don't, must be living in it. I think she's living <laughs> in it. That she dumped all of her Dish Nation salary into a mobile home. Into why do they do? It's like they feel like they have to keep up with the Joneses or the Leakses, and they buy these like McMansions in Atlanta, buy the most expensive cars, and then like three weeks later, like the IRS is after them. Exactly. For tax it's like and then you know, they all this on the know, promise of foreclosure. Their every their their house gets foreclosed and everything. All of them do that like without fail. I guess that's another storyline to be had. You know? Yeah, I guess so. They're prepping for the next season. No, we can we can say a lot of things about Cynthia in terms of the the anemic storyline, mm-hmm. but he's the only one that's still living in that little townhouse. That's right. She keeps it sensible. She's she always got sensible. her her eye on the bank. I mean, she <laughs> she's given Peter bad loans left and right, but she's always got her eye on the bank account. Well, right, that's something that said. They might not be pouring their money into any sort of grand McMansion, but they've poured it into Bar One, Sports One, uh, No One Cares, <laughs> every sort of like, you know, one establishment. And also, we can't forget the Bailey Agency. For all those Walmart fashion shows. You know, right? It's yeah. It's like a finishing so school. Their, their money for is America's tied Next Bottom Models. You know, have, there's actually a Bailey Agency website, and there's an, an audition page. Is it a GeoCities page? It's basically a GeoCities site, um, but a Netscape Navigator. <laughs> it's actually ColecoVision, um, <laughs> but uh, you there's an audition tab, and you can complete your free online audition audition on the page. And I'll just read a couple of um, questions. Oh, it says, "Do you have any model ex- modeling experience? Do you think fashion style is important? Are you shy in front of other people?" It says, "No, I love attention." Uh, or I am comfortable, but prefer not to be. Or yes, I hate being in front of others. It's like, well, if you hated being in front of others, I'm sure you're not going to go to this audition. I think that you can put in any answers here. It's like, come on down. The final question, the only one that matters is, will your check clear? Right. It's like, can you help pay for bar one? Oh, okay, great. <laughs> great. Would you like to be an investor in bar one? Okay, come on down. Mm-hmm. A featured model on Cynthia's Instagram. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. Contract fulfilled. So, yeah, uh, Cynthia's never going out of style, never going out of style. And, of course, like, well, you know, she's always finding some type of storyline so they don't get rid of her behind. Right. Um, what else is going on? Um, Phaedra's single momming it. Portia's also running her after-school program. She's dating that 20-something football player. Right, so she rents out a little room at the Howard Johnson so she can have a, uh, an evening of romance with a young Tinderoni who I imagine is a football player. I don't, I don't even remember because all I remember is he came in with that little old young, young ass backpack 
right like, a la a la uh, Keisha Cole's mom Frankie mm-hmm. with her Dora the Explorer backpack. I mean, I really would love to go and revisit that uh, that series. What was it called? Uh, I almost said Grace and Frankie. <laughs> I almost, <laughs> said, I almost said Keeping Up with Keisha Cole, but I know I think that we've just had too much. There's too much reality out it's there. Too I can't much. It's scrambled anyway, in my brain. If it if for any of you that have seen the the Keisha Cole series, there is an episode where Keisha Cole's mom, Frankie, who kind of grew up and lived on the rougher side of the tracks. Uh, she, uh, she uses as her main accessory, her bag of choice, a Dora the Explorer book bag, which is basically a big old Dora the Explorer head, head, <laughs> uh, with, um, with two pigtails, backstri- with pigtails with pig made tails. out of yarn, uh-huh. big old, like, you know, flowing pigtails. Um, that's, yeah, that, that's a backpack in fact, no woman. No person above the age of four years old should be wearing this, but Frankie's 57-year-old mom decides that this is an appropriate choice. For Rocks it confidently. Age. They have some in kind of argument in a parking lot, which leads to Frankie storming off in this backpack swinging maniacally. Like I mean, and... Pigtails a twirl. <laughs> off down it the makes side of the no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, but it is, it's wonderful. But it's wonderful television. Somebody send me that gift, please. Post it to oh, really post it to can, our Facebook page. Can someone send us that gift of Frankie storming away in the door of the Explorer backpack? Thanks. Getting back on track here. So, yeah, I mean that's pretty much we we've, we so we've caught up with all of the housewives. Uh, of course, Cynthia again. She's decided now that she's launching an eyewear collection, which finally explains all those other scenes from the previous seasons. Where she is trying to rock those, like, you know, uh, those big old rimmed hipster glasses, you know, when she likes to get New York funky with her, her wardrobe. Yeah, she had a lot of chunky eyewear last season. A lot of it. And I was like, why is she doing this? Like, like just what? frames, no lenses. No lenses, nope. And, and a big old weird Groucho Marx nose. Like, she was going undercover. <laughs> like, there was one scene where she and Nini were staking out, like, some sort of, like, you know, uh, a, a drug transaction or something. Yeah. She was in disguise. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so we finally, sense. so now everything makes sense and she has decided to launch an eyewear collection. Okay. Whoop de whoop whoop. Sure. Everyone's got to, everyone's got to hawk something, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, she's got her eyewear launch and everyone reconvenes at this eyewear launch and this is where we finally get reintroduced to Sheree. Yeah, I mean, she comes in with a confident step and a, you know, hucklebuck. She obviously doesn't have the same hair and makeup budget as everyone else. No, she, she doesn't. She looks like another one. Maybe maybe she ran the marathon with Peter from Charlotte to Atlanta too because she came out all sweaty. Exactly. She was like, I'm here, y'all. I'm ready to film. Yeah. She ran straight to set from season two. Right. Well, you know what? The thing is, she was, she, I bet you she was in Charlotte with Peter because she was probably, they probably paid her to be the camera person to, to, to shoot the quote <laughs> video of Peter right. making out with this woman. So, oh, yeah. Man. She know, was a junior hey, operator Chateau, that day. It, she was a junior operator. You know, Chateau by Sheree isn't going to pay for itself. She's got to make some coin somehow. Yeah. Oh, well, good for her. So, anyway, yeah. She's back on the scene. She back comes the in. Scene. And uh, Kenya 
yeah. basically tries to read her for her, you know, unfinished Chateau Charest, and that's where everything starts popping off. And Charest's like, who's going to check me, boo? And right. Kenya's like, you can't even write a check, boo. And then, like, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> right. So, um, Kenya, who's got a lot of nerve making fun of Sheree's unfinished home, when she herself is moving into, like... She's moving into Saddam's safe house. Right. Like, what is that? Like, mm-hmm. rundown mess. Yeah. It was like Zero Dark Thirty when they rolled up into it. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Mm-mm. But that's why people love her, because she's just so delusional and so crazy. And she twirls around like she's, you know, the bee's knees. But really, she has not got, got I've always enjoyed all. her kooky confidence. People don't like Kenya, but she's she's probably my favorite. And I, I'll actually say she should be the, the real one holding the peach in the middle, because she's the one who kind of brings like the... The drama and the, the the laughs and all that. So yeah, why she's not in the middle? I guess it's a seniority thing, but she definitely kind of brings the drama most most of the time. And this is obvious. This is really where things get to popping off is when she starts talking about the side of her mouth to Sheree. Right. And here you go. Here so I is. think it's going to be you know um, the the chateau chateau Sheree versus more manor for for most of the season. Yeah. Neither will be finished by the end of the season. Both will be foreclosed, and they're probably going to move in together. Hmm. Well, they've been busy over there at Bravo this week. Yeah, they are working overtime. Oh, did you catch Vivica Fox on um? On Watch oh what yeah, Happens live. Yeah. So, what was that all about? We had Vivica on Watch What Happens Live. Um, I guess she's going to be doing a special uh, arc on Empire, playing Cookie's sister. Listen, I'm not um, mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Gene, yes. I don't know how Taraji feels about this because Viva could could bring the heat and might, you know, take take some of Cookie's coins. Like yeah. I mean, I, I could see that happening. Um has been on a little bit of an upswing this year. She was in the black version of Magic Mike earlier this year. Chocolate City. Chocolate City. Yeah. Um, and now she's gonna be on Empire, so I think she's just trying to drum up some um publicity for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes on Watch What Happens Live. I guess 50 Cent had said something to the effect of the reason why the second season of Empire isn't doing so well is because all of the quote-unquote gay stuff that is happening this season. Um, and that's, of course, had a lot of people uh, feeling a certain kind of way. And Andy asks Vivica about his comments. And Vivica just sort of like, you know, bats her eyelashes and gives a hard side eye. And she's like, that's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. Mm-hmm. And then Candy, who's also a guest on this show, was like, ooh! <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I think, let's just listen to what she has to say. Wait, Vivica A. Fox, what are you insinuating? Well, I mean... I, yeah. He gave you... No, he's not. I mean, we had a great time. I mean, but he's just... Seems like he's got something that's... Not quite clear. So, so you mean opinion. you mean sometimes if people protest too much about something, yes, there's the actual the fire is happening right there in front of them. Absolutely, I just never forget there was a vibe cover with him and Soldier Boy that made me kind of go. Hmm. I'm <laughs> I am just saying. so glad we are super. So she so. went and called fifty a booty snatcher. Vivica Fox in the case of the booty snatcher. And the case of the booty snatcher, that sounds like some goosebumps series, doesn't it? <laughs> I have goosebumps. 
goosebumps. goosebumps. Just, Vivica took it. I kind of did have goosebumps. I had goosebumps looking at that cover, though. It is suspect. It is suspect. I mean, yeah. why is his head wrapped up like thinking? a like a ninja, like a secret booty ninja? A booty ninja, right? Why is it? Why? Why? Like when when you're on set and you're with Soldier Soldier Boy is shirtless and, and I, greased up. Does it like got all the coconut oil on? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just slipping out of your hands. Just wearing um, salad but, dressing. <laughs> just got a like, strong sheen. When he's got the Newman's own all all over his <laughs> clavicle area, mm-hmm. don't you think to yourself, this seems a little, I don't know. Like, if I was on that set and I was 50, I'd be like, I don't know how yeah. I feel about like, it. Like, what's going the, on The direction, here? the art direction of this cover. I don't know. Somebody I would have to explain kind of it to me. Yeah. yeah. So Vivica is claiming 50s out there snatching booties. Right. Pot calling the kettle black. And I guess 50 Cent responded and said on Twitter, so now um, I guess I'm gay because I let Vivica Fox lick my booty hole. Let her eat the booty like groceries. Like groceries. Um, And I get Vulture went so far as to do a full history of 50 Cent's affinity for having his his booty licked. Oh, gosh. So this is like, there's a whole sort of history. history? He has a history, a well-documented Twitter history. Of getting his oh. grocery serviced. Oh, oh no! I mean, he likes a tossed salad, and Vivica's okay. saying that not only does he like a tossed salad, he likes never-ending salad and breadsticks. Oh, so he went to the Olive Garden. He's family. Oh man! Well, I guess it makes sense why Soldier Boy had the Newman's own slivered all over his body. Yeah. So. Did you see? Okay, I immediately thought of you when I discovered this new show that's on TLC. It's called Late Night Joy. Yes, with Joy Behar, and I love it. And I know it's your new favorite show, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It so most certainly is. So, can you just tell everybody what this sort of Late Night Joy is all about? Yeah, and sort of the ultimate act of so what? Who cares? Joy Behar debuts this <laughs> new talk show <laughs> that films right in the comfort of her own home. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kicking my shoes off. Yeah, I, I'm not wearing a bra. I've got a full glass of Chablis. I love in that opening scene you see her kicking off her leopard print slingbacks. Oh yeah, take take off her big old like reinforced bra. Yep. A big gulp of Chablis. You're right. Mm-hmm. And, That's right. And she flings that giant bra. Oh, right. boy. She's got her Chico's collection handbag. She throws it on the sofa, and she's just ready to chop it up with her girlfriends. I think this is brilliant. I do, too. And this is fun. Maybe this is finally the woman of late night that late night needs, and it's Joy mm-hmm. Behar. Yeah. This is great. I mean, she's um, my hero. She's my role model. She's my style she, icon. She is your style. Like a Chico's pantsuit is your go-to. That's right. <laughs> just a, it's just a cardigan over a cardigan. <laughs> right. Over another cardigan. Over circus stripes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really good. Uh, the only unfortunate thing is it's only on once a week. I think it comes on Wednesday nights. Well, and that, it's only a half hour. I know. I, I watched the first episode. I was like, wait a minute. That's it? I want more. Well, she's also back at the view full time. Listen. This is this is the so what who cares schedule. That's right. She's not. I, I've only got I've only week. got about forty five minutes to shoot this thing. So so what? Who cares? Let's talk. Let's go. And her first guest on on the show was Sherry Shepard, and mm-hmm. you know Sherry Shepard was just happy to be invited. So she was there immediately, was she rocking her natural hair again. 
And she was doing that. She was rocking a nice short natural. I like that on Cherry. She was saying that she still needs to don the wigs because all the meat, the the meat, all the moose and the heat, <laughs> all the meat. She's got to put meat products up there now. All the moose and all the heat that is involved on the daily basis, still even for natural, could leave her snatched bald. So right. she will still be wearing. Um, a few of uh, the pieces from, I guess there's a Sherry Shepard w- wig collection. I hope she's making a couple coins off of that. But I hope so too. Um, but that's a, a strange choice to have a wig collection and then endorse natural hair. You know, you just got to be versatile. Yeah, I guess. So. And it's still natural up underneath that wig. Um, I, mean, I I like the show. I enjoyed the show. And the second episode was with Wendy Williams. So I like that Wendy has that like sisterhood at the talk shows, friendship with the View. Yeah. Well, I think that there's definitely a synergy there because Wendy talks about the the view, and I'm sure that just sends viewers right over there right after Wendy's show, you know, wraps. But I don't know, like some, I guess in, since it's in syndication, sometimes Wendy will come on first, then the view. But some some in some areas, they're probably um, broadcast at the same time. But I mean, they definitely watch her over there. How else did Rosie Perez end up as a co-host there? Wendy put her in right. that chair. I wonder how Rosie's doing now after the whole view. That was just such a uh, a whirlwind for her. I think that she just got caught up in the mix and just didn't know what to do with herself. Yeah. <sighs> Poor yeah. Rosie. I mean, she didn't have time to get through her literacy classes. <laughs> She's probably relieved just to not have to read a prompter. I know. She She's was like, like why do I have to be the health and science expert? <laughs> like, I can't do that. Mookie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, Sherry better hold on to that wig because someone has made a triumphant return to the music scene and she's ready to snatch everybody's wig. Right. And that is. Sherry might just get snatched bald. I know she might get snatched bald after listening to this new Missy Mr. Mina track. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's back. I'm so excited for this. I might be more excited for this than I was excited for Janet. Really? Maybe so. Okay. Missy Elliott is like a legitimate superhero she She is is x-men days of future past and i've been watching this video on non-stop repeat since thursday when it came out i have like a category five obsession with it Right. Yeah, I, I I can't stop. I can't stop playing it either. And it's so nice to have her back on the music scene. Um, we really need a female MC who is keeping it light, keeping it fun, and just yeah, bringing dancey. us to the dance floor. I don't need all this nasty. So happy talk. to have her back. Like, just give me a beat. Everyone else beat. can have a seat. Yeah, Nicki Minaj. Everybody have Here's a seat. your gold watch. Please enjoy your early retirement. But, like, I am all those, like, in the opening credits, you see, like, the little people listen. I'm all those people. I'm the little black girl in the corner with her hair, like, mm-hmm. with her little Walkman and her finger in the air. I'm the Asian lady singing while she's doing the pedicure. Like, I'm the Seek in the Groove <laughs> stupor at the light, bouncing yeah. in the car to Disco Tetris. I love all of it. Yes, this is, this is music for everyone, yeah. undoubtedly. 
Um, the name of the song is called WTF or Where They From. Mm-hmm. And this is Missy's uh, first single in about 10 years, right? Yeah. It's her first single in three years. Uh, she had that, she's been guesting on a few things. Uh, last, she was on that Kelly Rowland song last year with Fantasia okay. in like 2012 or 2013. It's oh, her, without me. Right. Yeah. It's her first mm-hmm. video in seven years. She did Chingaling from Step Up to the Streets, which is fitting. But like this album, Mm -hmm. I guess, has been a long time coming. She's really been gone, you're right, for about 10 years. Her last album was The Cookbook in 2005. Wow. And it's like, how do we just let Missy Elliott slip through the cracks? Yeah, we we can't. Why do we let her go like that? Like, that is gross negligence. I mean, talk about someone should have. Did anyone sort of change.org petition to get Missy back on the scene? They should have. Let's. Who cares about Don Lemon and Raven? Let's get a change.org petition to get Missy back. She should have been on milk cartons. There should have been missing persons posters up there. Amber alert for Missy. Please and thank you. Well, luckily we don't have to go through all that because she has made a return. Now, um, what did you think about the video? The video I love. Um, Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's like, it's uh, classic Missy directed by Dave Myers which mm-hmm. is like longtime Missy collaborator. He did Get Your Freak On. He did For My People. He did Gossip Folks. He did Work It, Pass That Dutch, Lose Control. We run this. He's like, he's got Missy down. So right. of course it was a right. good video. Also, he directed There You Go by Pink. So you know he's already on the guest list. Right. So yeah, he's already invited to the party. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved all the visuals. I loved, of course, the opening Glitter Diamond tracksuit that she was rocking with matching with, glitter diamond lipstick yeah and sunglasses so yeah. you know i was already in i was like i don't even need to hear the song no it's just like of course of course this right. is the perfect fit i love the song it's got like a thick relentless bounce to it i love mm-hmm. that like it's a classic like turn of the century neptune sound it's pharrell mm-hmm. back in his neptune spaceship uh and swearing he's been on like this Really commercial, sort of happy kind of right. Tear he's for the last of yeah, like he's been real kid friendly for a few years and random. And this is like it's 2005 again. He's ready to get grimy. Yeah, it's yeah. NERD. Right, NERD. Although he's in the form of a little little puppet man. Yeah. Also, though, I'd like to point out that Missy Elliott doesn't have an MTV Video Vanguard Award. What? And that to me seems like a miscarriage of justice. If I can make uh, one more legal motion. Yes. Uh, put your put your Viola Davis litigation wig and um. My litigation you know, wig is spinning on my head. Is it? It's out of control. This is an abdication you're fuming, of responsibility. You're fuming mad. You're yeah, fuming mad about this. Doesn't make sense. Oh well, I, I guess you have a you you you. Not only do you have legal papers to file, but maybe you can start that change.org petition. You know what? That's I think. I think that's, that's going to put happens. us on the map. That's going to put us on the change. map. Change.org. Here we come. Get it going. Watch out, people. Be ready to sign it. And yeah. while you're at it, please uh, like, uh, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes. <laughs> and then also sign the change.org petition. And then also sign the uh, Give Missy a MTV Vanguard Music Video Award, change.org yeah. petition. You're going to have some homework this week. Mm-hmm. It'll all be worth it, though, come September or whenever <sighs> the VMAs come back. Yeah, I'm really glad that this video has finally come out and she's back onto the scene. But apparently, uh, we're still waiting for the Janet Missy Burn It Up. Yeah, video. where's yeah. that at? I don't know. Janet's busy on tour. Do you think we're going to get a video for that one? 
Well, I was reading somewhere that one of Missy's artists was being interviewed. I forget the name of the, the young lady, but she was saying that Missy and Janet were gearing up to release the video. So it's like Missy's cousins, friends, hairdressers, mamas, right. baby daddy said mm-hmm. that the video. Said she heard she was fucking with Trina. Right. So <laughs> uh, I'm just taking that, uh, you know, for Bible truth and it's coming out soon. All right, good. So, I also, she needs to, it'll on. be a good like one-two punch. She needs to capitalize on this moment. She, yep, she needs to kind of just like ride that lightning bolt while it's you know. And here's mm-hmm. something I'm going to say with just a little bit of reticence because okay. I hate to give her credit, but I guess we have Katy Perry to thank for this because she allowed yeah. Missy Elliott to come and steal her halftime show performance. Last That's true. Summer. Hey, you know what? Thanks. You know, yeah. thank you. Thank Thanks. you, Katie. Thank you, Left Shark, for bringing Misty back onto the scene. Someone had to do it. But you know what? Listen, mm-hmm. I'll take a Katie over a Taylor any day, number one. Okay. Um, we but go. we also have to recognize that Katie was one of the big backers of the TLC Kickstarter. That's now, right. I'm not sure if Katie has asked for her money back because the album hasn't come out yet. But listen, she is a champion. She is um, a champion. She might be Black Music's best friend. I she just might be. Yeah. She deserves a BET award. <laughs> for keeping black music alive. Yeah. Katy Perry. Who knew black music mattered so much to mm-hmm. Katy Perry? Yep. Hmm. So uh thanks, Katie. We appreciate that. Sure do. Yeah. And I'm sure the uh favor will be returned. I, I imagine that Katie is probably working on her follow-up album, uh, to Prism, and I bet you there's going to be a Missy Misdemeanor collab. Any other fun music news? Well, you know, well, speaking of, you know, people from the late 90s, early aughts, Alanis updated uh, her uh, ironic. It's like rain on your wedding day. So, yeah, she uh, was on uh, Late Night. And with James was, Corden. With, with James Corden, and she remixed it. And she and he did a little remix of Ironic and it was all uh, sort of like internet lyrics. It's a traffic jam When you try to use waste A no smoking sign When you brought your vape It's 10,000 male late night hosts When all you want is just one woman seriously Singing the Jew out of your dreams and then Alanis Morissette shouting at you Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? A little too. I really loved this. And mm-hmm. I actually really like James Corden. I love that he does his little car karaoke things. He's always doing a singing skit with celebrities. He's always breaking it down. He can sing too. Yeah, I know. Je- he impressed Jennifer Hudson with his harmonizing. Oh, right. Yeah. He was like, woo. <laughs> and she said, all right. She's like, I'm getting out of this car. <laughs> they were singing at the drive through. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they updated Ironic. They put a, a modern spin on it. Some of the lyrics are like, an old friend sends you a Facebook request and you only find out they're racist after you accept. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun. Now, I know that you kind of get your panties in a bunch oh, talking boy. about this song because we all know that it's really not ironic and you get really mad about it. 
I don't get really mad about it. I just like to point out that it's not actually ironic. But I, it doesn't make me mad because Alanis is in on that joke. But here, here's the thing. Isn't it ironic that the song Ironic has no true references to irony in the song? So that in turn, it is ironic. Ultimately, yes, I suppose it is ironic. A song about irony that isn't ironic is ironic. However, the release of this song predates any sort of like meta self-reference that has become popular. So now I don't think it qualifies for that. Now, Cynthia Bailey being a quote unquote model and then going to Miami Swim Week with a big old badonkadonk booty. Is that ironic? (laughs) That is shameful. That's just shameful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 And the same thing with Kim. Kim being a country singer but can't sing a lick. Can't carry that's it. That's not ironic it. either. No. Is that ironic? No. Okay. So that's none of that works out at all. I mean. Oh well. Do you have you heard about this whole who is fancy artist? Um, I hadn't heard about it until this week. Okay. Then I had to go and do some research. And well, I'm a fan. Big, I'm a fan too, and I'm like, wait, you. This song has been out since February. Why have I never heard it? Never heard, it's really or have good. I just not listening? Really good. Okay, so this single "Goodbye" by this artist named Who Is Fancy. I'm not sure if he goes by Fancy or Who Is Fancy because think, the whole thing yeah. was that originally he released the song "Goodbye," but there was no photo of the artist, and it was just like Who Is Fancy. They released three music videos with three different artists playing this fancy character, and that was a part of the entire promo. Um, for like the, the debut of Who Is Fancy, like Who Is Fancy. And finally, he was revealed on Jimmy Fallon a few months later. Um, so yeah, this guy Fancy, I guess the reason why he kind of popped up on my radar this week is because I guess he's doing a duet with Megan Trainer and Ariana Grande on Dance with the Stars. Mm-hmm. And there's this big sort of dust up because they wanted to have two men dancing uh during the performance and the producers of dancing with the stars are like no way that is just inappropriate as if like two men dancing is like this like you know not ready for prime time type of thing especially on a ballroom dancing competition show right that that is interesting they got a hard a hard swift no from the network abc was strictly against and maybe that might have something to do with it being disney owned i'm not sure but like so you think you can dance does it literally all the time mm-hmm. boys dancing with boys is not a new thing um, right on I mean, primetime television 2015 on dancing with dancing the stars shows. i mean are you serious come on yeah come on uh have you heard this new song boys like you uh i haven't can we play a little bit now what do you th- or is it good enough to play <laughs> i'm not sure if the, what i heard is the actual song because I, oh, okay. I don't think i heard him on it but if it is the, the clip that i heard it's like the 90s dance track it, and it's okay. really fun it's like 90s hmm. in the most complimentary way well let's play a little bit of goodbye for everybody first because i don't know i don't know where i was i mean this has been out for a couple months but i really really enjoy it yeah it's very good Yeah. 
Yeah, it's nice. It's like a little bit. It's like a little Sam Smith meets mm-hmm. a little bit exactly. Of, uh, like I don't know Sam who, Smith meets Sam Sparrow. Yeah, it's like it's basically if Sam Smith and Sam Sparrow had a baby. Yeah, and bam, here you go with who is fancy, and I, I really like it. Yeah, it's fun. It, well, it's not fun. It's a sad breakup song, but I like it. <laughs> it's not fun. No, but you know. Um. So yeah, who is fancy? I think his name is his real name is Jake Haygood. He is from Alabama originally, taught himself how to play the piano, um, moved to Nashville after college, you know, kind of like hustled and grinded there. And I guess that Bieber's manager, Scooter, Scooter Braun, Braun, sort of was instrumental in sort of like putting him and packaging him and putting him together. And here we are, who is fancy. So hmm. I guess we'll get a, a chance to see him uh, perform again on Dance of the Stars. However, without two men dancing but uh yeah we're, i guess we'll see how this this follow-up single bears to goodbye but yeah hmm. so there you go we will see whoop-de-whoop-whoop you've been listening to this dummy with david clark and jacob jeffries as always be sure to follow us on soundcloud subscribe and rate us on itunes and if you feel like you need to talk hit us up on facebook or on twitter at this dummy tweets We'll see you next week.